Welcome to the Author's Podcast with Lisa Newton. Writing a book is a dream for many people, and in today's society, it has become easier and more important than ever. If you are an expert, speaker, coach, or an authority in your field, having a book is the new business card. It can increase your credibility, enhance your status, and make you the go-to person in your field opening doors and bringing a flood of opportunities straight to you. You can increase your fees and start choosing the clients you really want to work with. The Author's Podcast Show with Lisa Newton is designed to inspire, educate and inform you, both entrepreneur and individual, on how to write a book, as well as writer's tips and strategies on how to actually get that book written. On today's show, you learn more about how to write a book, including writing ideas, marketing, and how to succeed in getting a book written. Here we go with the author's podcast, and here is your host, Lisa Newton. Welcome to another episode of the Authors Podcast. Today is a special episode because I've got two guests who have co-authored a book. So it's the first time in the history that we've got a pair of authors on at the same time. So this will be a bit different. And so we've got two authors. We've got Cassandra A. Campbell and Marcia Brock. And together they wrote a book called Broken. Broken is an autobiography depicting key elements of the author's experiences of living with chronic illnesses. Marcia Brock has lived with HEDS, known as Hyper-Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, and Reynolds Syndrome, lupus, and has survived cancer several times. And Cassandra A. Campbell has been living with HEDS and fibromyalgia. And together they deliver workshops for the ehlers and loss organization so we're going to hear more about that in the podcast today and besides writing the book they do have their own separate interests which we will also delve into so on the line i should have cassandra and marcia hello hello so thank you very much for joining us for either of you if you want to explain how is it that you first came to meet okay one of my childhood friends who are still obviously still friends, he gave me a message to say that I should contact this lady and her company because he thinks that we have some kind of synergy. So when people do that, I will always reach out to that person to say such and such, introduce me. And that's what I did. Um, my message was left unread for about how many months? <laughs> I messaged the company directly. And I just left it as that. And I think just under a year, I got a message back. One of the, in the company at the time, the people who responded was actually a girl I used to um, play with when we were kids. me and kind of left it as that. And then Cassandra saw something that I was doing online. Oh, my lady's Hulate. And had planned to maybe come there. Again, that's probably about another year <laughs> that she planned for that too. 
and I think she said that she saw me post something online for EDS and that's when we finally got connected. I believe that's how your side went, yeah, Cass? Sort of. I don't recall any message directly to my youth organisation. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I, yeah, I never got that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I was aware of was Ladies Who Latte. And every time that I planned to go, I was just either really exhausted or I wasn't feeling well. And because I find that um, I often don't sleep well, so mornings are not always great for me. And I just found that because it was in the morning, it just felt like so much effort. And then it was, yeah, one day I saw you post something on your Facebook about Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. And that's what made me say, do you know what? You haven't been going to this woman's networking event, but you've got to contact her because she's got the same condition as you. And yeah, then it went from there. Just to confirm, Cass, you had no idea about the self-messages? No idea whatsoever. <laughs> this is new to me. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Revelations on the podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So eventually, Cassandra, you, you made the connection and then you met up. Yeah, yeah. And, and you both have the same condition. Yes. And neither of you knew that at the time. Oh, well, I knew it because I'd seen Marcia's post ah. and that's what spurred me on to contact her. But when we met up, it was like a revelation because I can't say for sure for Marcia, but for myself, I'd never met anybody who had Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. So meeting somebody else who had it was, yeah, that was massive. So Marcia, had you ever met anyone else who had the condition? Yeah, I was part of a group for pain management, um, I think about just under 10 years ago. So I met people directly linked with it via the hospital. But I was also doing a few years ago, running a group in supporting disabled adults Mm. and I had a little group running for people with EDS and just reaching out and supporting them on certain things so yeah I did have a even when you came to the ladies who latte one of the ladies who were there Sophia she has EDS as well so no yeah Yeah. I think for me because I only got diagnosed 10 years ago I was still getting my head around it so then Cassandra tell us for the listeners out there because I say it's a rare condition but you've corrected me I believe previously that it's, <laughs> it's not rare but it's really diagnosed that's correct yeah so because, t- t- tell um, us about what what it is and because um, I'm sure many people wouldn't have heard of what it is no lots of people have never heard of what it is including medical specialists <laughs> which is why and the reason why we say it's rarely diagnosed because so many people go for so many years without being diagnosed Mm. because medical practitioners have not heard of it. So Ehlers-Danlos syndrome is a connective tissue disorder. There are 13 different types of Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. The type that Marcia and I both have is called hypermobility Ehlers-Danlos syndrome or HEDS for short. Now what it is is that when you're the main cause of it it's believed is that when a collagen in a connective tissue is created it's distorted and it's also lacking so what that can cause is for the joints to be lax so some people might know of it as hypermobility syndrome and it can be I guess it it can be similar to being sort of double jointed where you're very bendy Mm. so people who are maybe 
dancers, contortionists, gymnasts, if they are hypermobile, it's fantastic because they can do all the different moves and bend all over the place. However, when it becomes the syndrome, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, that's when lots of other associated conditions and symptoms tend to come into the picture. And that's when it causes pain, chronic fatigue, and a plethora of other symptoms and conditions. Mm. So because the joints are lax due to the distorted collagen in the connective tissues, what can happen is that you can dislocate very easily or subluxate, which is a semi-dislocation. And that can be on a daily basis, weekly, monthly. It differs for everybody, basically. Does that explain it? Does that yes, make sense? Yes, yes, yes. Is it possible, therefore, to be quite bendy and flexible but for that to be okay? Or could you be on, say, if there's a scale, could you have like eds but for it not to be too problematic if you can be a bendy dancer or something if you've got hypermobility syndrome that can be the case Mm. but i believe that once it's sort of classified or diagnosed as ellis danlos syndrome then that's when the other things come into play and it usually tends to be painful for people. Whereas I know several people who are hypermobile, including my, my son, but he doesn't have any pain that goes along with that or any other symptoms that go along with having EDS. Right. And is it an hereditary sort of trait? Apparently so. Oh. And Marcia, your experience? In regards to e- um, EDS, it's, the name has changed, I think it's what, four times in the last 60 years? Mm. So I think that's another factor as to why it's so hard for anyone to actually get diagnosed because they keep on changing their name. So and the criteria it, as well. Yeah, yeah. They realise so many more things are associated with it. So for me, I had stomach issues and still have stomach issues that I try and control um, where I felt like a baby, I would reflux. It's um, a classic way now we've discovered with the EDS toolkit that you can be diagnosed as a child. For me, the symptoms got worse as I got older. So, um, yeah, yeah, mm. it's, it's a strange one. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the same for me as well. My symptoms got worse as I got older, more so since having my son. But yeah, definitely as I've gotten older, I've got more and more symptoms that seem to be more frequent and in terms of the possible like hereditary link Cassandra obviously doesn't know anyone else in the family but when you got diagnosed is, is there anybody who's really bendy or did anyone did it click yeah my mother has it but it's undiagnosed she's oh. always been very flexible and cricks everything back in every morning <laughs> and my daughter got diagnosed when she was two so yeah um I passed it on to my daughter sadly Okay. You are listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton. Please do subscribe to, like, and share this channel. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Cassandra A. Campbell and Marcia Brock, and they are the co-authors of the book called Broken, which is an autobiography depicting the key elements of their experiences of living with chronic illnesses. So, what inspired the title Broken? There's an okay in capital letters in the middle of the word broken i've got a thing about my surname so um i was playing with um the bro part of my surname broken seemed 
as well as the okay part of it seemed like a great way to explain mm. the fact that we have an invisible disability that is sometimes visible so every day we're actually broken but some more time we look like we're okay mm. so when i gave the name to cassandra it made sense with the the story behind it as well mm. and, and how did you come together in order to write the book so you meet up and you discover you both have the same condition which is a novel thing if you like for want of a better word and then you hit it off from the first meeting I'm going to say that (laughs) and and together you know you do deliver workshops for Ella's Danlos how did it all sort of come about like delivering the workshops and then whose idea was it like oh yeah you know we should write a book about this well way before delivering the workshops for EDS UK we actually started up EDS Unplugged which is our YouTube vlog channel okay now it took us about because we'd always both been quite I don't want to use the word secretive, but we never really used to talk about having these conditions. And I know for myself, if I was having what we call a flare up, which is a really bad day or period, I would hibernate. People wouldn't see me. There were people who I'd known for 20 years who never knew that I had anything wrong with me because they wouldn't see me when there was anything really badly wrong. But we decided we wanted to raise awareness of living with EDS. And so we started our blog channel, which we decided to call EDS Unplugged. And we took about a year (laughs) to get ourselves together to actually do it in the sense of we knew that we were really exposing everything to the world in regards to what we live with on a daily basis. So we started doing EDS Unplugged videos in 2017, I believe it was. Is that right, Marcia? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in 2017. And we did that for some time. And then we both met up with the director of EDS UK. And at the time I was running my youth organisation, delivering workshops, and she was interested in some workshops for their teenage members. So I first went along with my former business partner and I created a workshop for confidence building for young people with EDS. And we started off there. And then anyway, so from there, the youth organisation that got closed down and then Marcia and I decided to come together to deliver the workshops and it just kind of really fit to be honest because we both have EDS we both had the experience of being teenagers living with EDS Mm. so it it just worked basically and it just all fell into place as it should be. Mm. So together you're delivering the workshops so as you were growing up though Cassandra you had certain flare-ups or things would be wrong but you you weren't diagnosed at the time and Mm. As you said, you were, both of you were quite secretive, for want of a better word, of, of when you were ill. As you came out, and this sounds like, you know... It's yeah, came out. Yeah, it came out, like, oh, you know. <laughs> what, what's been, like, the, um, like, the reaction? Is, is the people who said, oh, my gosh, like, I never knew? Or, I mean, with invisible illnesses, it is a lot like that. On the outside, you can look well no one sees you when you're not well people might just think oh you know they don't understand the seriousness the, the gravity of it really was there any surprises oh there were lots of surprises <laughs> everyone was surprised obviously apart from my close people yeah uh, you know and my immediate family but everyone was really surprised because you'd see us on a daily basis and not know that we're in pain mm-hmm. because you know you become so good at hiding it and just getting on with stuff mm-hmm. so you know we have pain every single day you just wouldn't necessarily know it mm-hmm. unless you know me very very well and you can see it in my face or you can see it in how I move so 
I think the majority of people were really, really surprised, to be honest. Well, I know they were actually, because I had comments like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were living with that, etc., etc. So I had a lot of that. And I started, you know, sharing the videos of people, etc. And I've had even more so since the book. Mm. And last year for you? I joke about, I do so much projects because I have so much conditions. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I used to raise awareness for lupus before this. Mm. and where I was supporting disabled adults I would also share the fact that I had cancer mm. so sharing EDS felt like another one <laughs> you've got something else <laughs> <laughs> and for me because EDS is actually the issues that the pain that causes me every single day every day I've got a pain from EDS however the cancers have gone the lupus is, is in uh, is, I really have flare-ups for that and I'm speaking more about the actual condition that's the major issue for me mm. so cancer awareness days I would put something out or work with the different cancer charities lupus I was doing the same but this one felt a bit like me and Cassandra can say the whole picture so mm. and the fact that when we was doing the videos, our videos actually quite funny, um, became like our, our twist on it. So I think it's in one of our taglines for our social media pages for EDS. It's chronic illness with a twist. And it's not to say we're hiding it on purpose. Mm. We just need to shut down when we're like that. We need to recover and rest and do all the things that people will do when they're sick. So I realised as time went on that it's the eds side that actually i have my daily issues with not so much the other stuff were they as surprised as you as you came out well they say oh and another one how does that make you feel if people allow oh my god um <laughs> it's not that they were saying that it's just that i know i can be overwhelming for people yeah so like one of the young girls i know who read the book like she told me she was halfway through and was in tears mm. i'm aware that it can do that especially if it's somebody who's close to you. Mm. So I was trying to be as mindful and tactful as I can mm. when I'm sharing. But it's, yeah, I'm sharing my truth now. So even more so. Yes. But, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, it's autobiographical, The Book Broken. And um, I have read it and I must say I was wincing. <laughs> wincing at uh, in parts where I just oh my gosh you know like I had to put it down and come back to it I must admit <laughs> people actually physically feeling that I don't even know so I yeah I can, I can uh, yeah, welcome to a part of our world <laughs> yes and, and I think that's the, one of the important reasons for having a book like this to try and get that across to people I suppose yeah because I know both me and Cassandra because we can look well at times mm. like we both have a blue badge disabled badge mm. however we've both been approached quite a few times oh, yeah. in regards to people like expecting us to not to have a wheelchair like, or something yeah have a yeah. wheelchair or, or walking aid mm. sometimes we do have a wheelchair sometimes we do have a walking aid I know I do yeah and but on the days that I'm physically doing things for myself I just don't happen to always have it but yeah just showing that disabilities are not what everyone thinks it can look like yeah I mean I've been sitting in my car just parked up put my badge up and had traffic wardens come up to me and ask me if it's mine. I've not even got out of the car yet. 
and you're just looking at my face <laughs> and assuming <laughs> that that doesn't belong to me and you get that kind of judgment all the time you know and I've, I've seen loads of people post on social media about you know getting that kind of judgment when you park up in a supermarket in a disabled bay and you get people looking at you and so yeah the whole thing about having an invisible illness or invisible disability is really important to raise awareness that mm. actually it can be invisible you don't have to look like there's something wrong because I know my point always is you have no idea how much energy it takes me to do this oh, gosh, so if yeah. I yep if I'm going to the supermarket I'm going to pay for it in regards to, I don't, there's like a description of spoons. How many spoons have you used today? Mm-hmm. I will use a lot of my energy to do something because I know I've booked in rest days for myself. Otherwise, I would just, you just crash. Yeah. So, what do you mean yeah. by how many spoons you've used today? Oh, what's the spoon analogy? Um, so there's, the spoon analogy is basically for a lot of chronic pain conditions. It's not just to EDS. So um, they get called spoonies. You have, say this, you have like your 10 spoons for the day. And you know, if I do this activity, it's going to take two spoons or five spoons of energy. So I have to just pace myself. It's like a version of pacing. Pace ourselves just to make sure we're not depleted by the end of the day and cause ourselves even more issues for the next day. Yeah. So things like sudden surprises of going places or a change of plans really can cause anxiety and kick back because we know we've already paced ourselves out for the day that's why i always say everything's booked to the diary i know what i'm doing i have to pace out my days yeah Mm. okay you were listening to the authors podcast with me your host lisa newton You can email me, lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And remember, we have the Inner Circle, which is for writers just like you. And you can join us at writerbook.net. So if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Cassandra A. Campbell and Marcia Brock who are the co-authors of the book Broken, which is an autobiography depicting the key elements of their experiences of living with chronic illnesses. So for those that might pick up the cover then, I'll ask this to Cassandra. Why is there a zebra on the front? Okay, so we have two lovely colourful zebras on the front Mm. of our book. (laughs) And the reason why is because there's um analogy that was created by i can't remember the name of the doctor uh, but it's when medical students are trained and they're going through their training they are taught that if you hear hooves think horses so basically they're taught not to think outside the box and the zebras are used in regards to what they call rare conditions or rare illnesses because it's thinking outside the box. It's not thinking, oh, it's a horse. It's thinking it could be something else. Mm. It doesn't necessarily have to be what's been put down in front of you in the medical books and what you've been taught. So the zebras represent rare diseases or rare conditions or rare illnesses. And as Marcy said, it's not just for EDS, it's for loads of different ones. So we chose to use the zebras for that reason because we knew that people with chronic illnesses would be with rarely diagnosed or rare chronic illnesses will be able to identify with the zebras. And we chose those two colorful zebras, firstly, because there were two of us. 
secondly because we're quite colorful characters <laughs> and if you watch our vlogs on youtube you will see that as marcia said before it's not the standard sort of um vlogs that you will see we have bloopers in there we, we just have quite a laugh when we're doing it because we just like to make living with these conditions as light-hearted as possible because mm. it can be quite depressing <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. living with pain every single day and our thing is okay we put this twist or spin on it because we it naturally came to be honest yeah that, it, that part yeah. of it naturally came yeah, yeah it, it wasn't was, oh we're planned. Out. No, yeah, yeah. no, it, it wasn't planned out, but we just found that when we're making the videos and we've got that kind of connection, well, we'll just be laughing half of the time anyway. <laughs> so that's where that came from. And that's why we've got the colourful zebras as well. I hope that explains the uh, zebra analogy well. Yes, yes. And it is the logo for EDS in the UK. Is that right? There's, there's yes, a... it is. Uh, yeah, Ellis Danos UK. That's what they use as their logo. A black and white one. It, it, they tend to use black and white ones. That's a major reason why we went with the colourful ones as well. Yeah. Right. And it, just in terms of having the illness, then the, the disability, I won't call it an illness, so it's a disability. Did that affect your writing in any way? Because, like, as Marcy pointed out, with the spoons and the energy, I mean, it takes a lot of mental energy and physical energy to write a book. So, how did you both sort of pace yourselves, manage to cope with that? I think. We kind of took our time with it. We mm -hmm. didn't put ourselves under too much pressure to get it done. And we both obviously got other work, other things that we do. So it was a case, you know, you've got to fit it in. Mm -hmm. I know for me, the, the last few months were very challenging because I've injured my wrist. So I was having a lot of problems typing. Mm -hmm. So I found that very difficult to be honest the last few months and having problems with my neck and not being able to move my neck on my shoulders and all of those things <laughs> it was all a part of the process so it was pretty frustrating for me sometimes when I couldn't type and wanted to get it done and get it all written and then along with being in pain and sometimes you know in a flare-up you just can't focus you know when you're in a lot of pain it's very difficult to focus that along with the chronic fatigue and the brain fog <laughs> It was all rather challenging for me, to be honest. But at the same time, it was a good experience. For me, um, when we started, I broke my hand. <laughs> yeah, so my hand was in a cast and I had to figure out how to type without typing. So I was going through all different type of packages because I could, I could use my phone, but I, just about, but I couldn't use the laptop at all. It has been an issue from the beginning to the end because my hands haven't recovered properly. My little fingers especially don't work properly. Mm. So I've had to use a lot of talk to type stuff. I would sometimes send over like voice notes to Cassandra when she could type it up for me in the beginning. But yeah, I had to learn to use it that way. So, mm. you know, it's, it's very inspirational because there are people out there with hands that <laughs> are fully functional and they're still not managed to write their books. So I just want to congratulate you both. So, you know, this is why we, we like to do this podcast to share these things to say, do you know what I mean? Like people are going through all kinds of things, but they're still managing to get this thing done. So well done. Thank you. On the back. Yeah. And there are other things that you both do. So you, you're busy people. You've got so much going on. So Marcy, tell me about like the, the project management that you do and what else you do aside from the vlog channel and writing books. <laughs> 
So I run a project management company with a business partner and we have either project managers or we have personal projects that we work on. And the brand's called Smart. And in the last like 15 years, my goal was to make sure that we had Smart all over the world and using technology in the smartest way possible or using items in the smartest way possible. So I've been, as I say, I've been blessed to be a part of quite a few projects to help with smart technologies in regards to phones, in regards to TVs, because I was actually frustrated, like not being able to turn up at meetings. And I was looking at my TV one day and I was like, I need to be able to just talk to people through that. Mm. So um, certain parts of my condition actually really beneficial to a lot of things for smart and a lot of smart technology was made for people with disabilities and the everyday person have been able to benefit from that so um, that's one area that I do um, smart kid is our charitable organization Serena Klosman is a philanthropist for it but it was a convenient thing to do too for me it just was an extension of the project management company and i'd started it with my daughter and it helped with activities for my children over the last it's been running 14 years but other children have been able to benefit from it and it's grown to be something that's all over the world we've got smart kid in asia and caribbean and the newest one is in africa as well so just making it fun and creative for children and um, getting them to learn in in a fun way and um, making sure they keep their creativity that seems to get diminished throughout the schooling system mm. so and i run the networking group that um <laughs> cassandra thought we knew we had contact <laughs> with only <laughs> That's ladies who latte and Cassandra what is it that you get up to um, aside from delivering the workshops and the vlog okay well my background is in uh, personal development work I started off running a youth organization doing self-development workshops uh, shut that down in 2018 basically what I do is I create workshops for emotional development in young people and adults I was doing that for some time and found that I was actually coaching people as well. Mm. So I decided that I wanted to focus more on coaching adults, although I do still do work with young people. And so I started personal development coaching and I've been doing that a couple of years now. And most recently, I've been focusing on people with chronic illnesses. So that's where the workshops with EDS UK comes in as well. So I've created an online program for people with chronic illnesses to help them to basically live their life to the fullest, you know, and Mm. and to be able to achieve their desires despite living with a chronic illness. Mm. So that's the main thing that I do. I just think for me, it's very much about you know, the way that living with these conditions inhibited my life and how mm. it made me feel about myself. If I can help somebody to maybe I can't stop them from going through that process, but support them through that process mm. can come to a place for me. I got to a place of feeling that there was no hope. I wasn't going to be have a happy life. I never was going to feel at peace. I wasn't going to be able to achieve certain things in my life. But I did the work on myself so that I could get to a place of turning that around. Mm-hmm. I think if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be doing what I do now. I wouldn't be doing, you know, writing a book with Marcia and mm-hmm. doing the, the, the vlogs, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So 
thought, yeah, my life is hopeless. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to do anything. These conditions are just controlling my life. Mm. There were a lot of things that I wanted to do in my life that I found that I wasn't able to do when I was younger. Mm. So I had to totally change my mindset so that I could live a happy life and feel fulfilled as well. Mm. And I think that's one of the things in, in the book, I must say, that it's depicting the journey of you both, but there is a lot of coping strategies for others in the book. So it is, it's got tips and things in there, which I think it's not all doom and gloom. You do leave people with a note of optimism there. So I, th- I think that's really good. We can't do the doom and gloom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we tell it as it is and we talk about our truth, mm. but our truth is not just doom and gloom. Yeah. And the doom and gloom aspect, being in that place, it, it just makes it even harder to cope with living with the conditions day in, day out. Mm. So you, you, you've got to find the light. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if people want more information about your online programs with Cassandra, they can check out Cassandra acampbell.com and for marcia's charitable organization you can check out smartkid.org.uk and the vlogs for so for people with eds and even people who don't who just want to tune in to you your youtube channel is eds unplugged yeah yeah and are there any other social medias that people can follow you and find out what you're getting up to yes on the eds front Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So if you put in EDS Unplugged, they should be able to find you. Yes, they should. Okay. And so the book is called Broken and the authors are Marcia Brock. And I keep saying Cassandra A. Campbell. Now that's what's on the book. And I've got to ask you this, Cassandra. Do you always use the A? I I have to ask you this. (laughs) I never used to. Mm. Right. It used to be just Cassandra Campbell. But then I found... There were a hundred million thousand <laughs> other oh, Cassandra right. Campbells in the world. So that's why I use Cassandra A. Campbell. Okay. Just so that people can actually find me. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, yeah. Well, we will definitely find you now. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton. Please do subscribe to, like and share this channel. So ladies, I want to say thank you very much for um, being guests on the show. And so just as we sort of draw the interview to a close, any parting words for either of you regarding writing a book? You know, if there's one thing that you just want to share with anyone who's sitting at home, perhaps thinking, you know, I really want to do this, but I don't know. (laughs) What would you say? Just do it. Yeah, yeah Cassandra's in there. Just do it. Just do it. I think it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say anything's possible, and there's always another way to do something. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Don't let nothing hold you back from anything you want to do. Yeah, and I think that that's it. That's the one. So fantastic. So thank you both for being guests. And so just once again, for those that didn't catch it, so. You can get hold of Marcia. Marcia, do you want to give your links or your, what's the best way for listeners? Oh, okay. Yeah. The best way to contact me is either through social media and on everything, it's Marcia underscore Brock. That's on Instagram and Twitter. I think my Facebook is Life of Marcia Brock. And um, I've got a website, which is my first name and surname, marciabrock.com. 
Yeah. Um, Brock is spelled B-R-O-C-K. And for those... Yes, yeah, Rock with a B at the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for those um, interested in personal development and the online courses, Cassandra. My website is CassandraACampbell.com. Instagram is Cassandra underscore A underscore Campbell. My Twitter is at Conscious Campbell. And my Facebook is Cassandra A. Campbell. Excellent. And then together you're running the blogs and Twitter and Instagram and it's EDS Unplugged. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. The book Broken is out now in Amazon and all good bookshops. And the audio book will be out shortly too. So those who aren't readers can listen to it. And there you have it. So thank you, ladies, very much for being my first pair of guests on, on the Office podcast. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. No thank you very much, Liz. Okay. And so listeners, I, I hope you, you're feeling really quite inspired there because we can all make excuses and we can all have reasons as to why we can't do things. But as you, you've heard today that, you know, uh, you can break your hand, you can be in a lot of pain, but, you know, you take your time, you get it done and you know you can do this so i hope you're all feeling um that today's podcast has given you some food for thought so thank you very much for joining me on the authors podcast that's me lisa newton and i will see you next time you have been listening to the authors podcast with lisa newton sponsored by boogles limited tweet the show at Boogles underscore books, spelt B-O-O-G-L-E-Z underscore books. You can also contact your host via the email address lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And if you want to join our author's community, join the inner circle at www.writerbook.net. You have just been listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton. See you next time.